So, we're here for our first podcast of All Girls Can. Hopefully, we're going to introduce you to exactly what we're trying to do, what we hope to achieve, and how it can help you or someone you know. And more importantly, or equally importantly, who we are and why we've chosen to do this. Okay. Well, you've got the energy, Ruth. You go first. (laughs) It's always the way. As you might be able to tell, Leo's actually a runner, professional runner, and I'm actually introducing him first. And he's been out for a run this morning, so he's a bit, oh, I think my caffeine overload has ended. So I'll start with my, my caffeine is still very present. And I'm Ruth Priscilla, and my background is in fitness, uh, body rehab, biomechanics, and uh, confidence through exercise and movement. I've been doing that for 20-ish years, and my passion for seeing people move better is that they come home to their bodies, feel confident in who they are, and connect to being alive in their physical body. And so I bring that expertise to All Girls Can and in the hope that young girls in their teenage years, 12 to 19 years old, can start to feel alive in their bodies instead of starting to hide away. Yep, that's absolutely what we're trying to do. Um, I'm Leo Spall. I've been, my background originally is in sports journalism, so I've covered top sports people in just about every sport you can think of. Um, for many years, keen runner, became a running coach, qualified and coached people privately and in groups, done Couch to 5K and all sorts of things like that. The idea for this came from a group in Canada where they have a very strong scheme that goes across 17 cities. Um, and I read about it in a book about running and mental health and absolutely loved it. I couldn't understand why it wasn't happening in this country, so uh, we're trying to get it to happen in this country. Yeah, mention for this um, podcast, Leo, what is the website for that uh, Canadian scheme? It's called runforitprogram.ca, I think. Which we'll put in the show notes, because apparently that's what you say on a podcast. Yeah, do you know how to do that yet? We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the edit at the end. <laughs> So, yeah, they had a great scheme and I spoke to the people over there and they were happy for me to uh, try and replicate the scheme over here. Um, It's basically giving girls, when they're going through a really tough period of their life, greater resilience to deal with all that life throws at them. Um, Ruth has a teenage daughter. I have, I have two. So, and we're both still alive. So there's hope for everyone. <laughs> so we've got we've got first hand experience of it, but it, it's not down to that that this scheme's coming about. Uh, the stats are there for everyone to see. They're pretty can be pretty scary for teenagers. The number of girls and boys, but girls more particularly, who suffer. Um, yeah, it seems like the mental health cri- crisis, in inverted commas, is increasing for that age group. Yeah, a- absolutely. And in and is this country, the resources just aren't there yeah. to deal with it. CAMS is overloaded. People, you hear stories of people waiting for years. CAMS being the um, child and adolescent mental health services part of the NHS, um, and they deal with all these things, but they are really stretched. Um, and they're just, they're just, where do you turn? You know, you're getting pummeled on Instagram or whatever your social media is and you don't know who to turn to. It can, it can you know, it, it just literally does your head in and you could do with the tools and ways of managing that, I think. Mm. I don't know how much you've seen of that. I, what I find 
come across a lot in the work I do, and I tend to do women's fitness stuff, which makes fitness fun and it introduces women back to enjoying being in their bodies. And what I've found and heard so, so often is women saying, oh my gosh, I didn't think I could do that because I gave up doing PE. I hated PE at school or I gave up doing sport because it became competitive or I got really self-conscious about my body. And so a lot of women that I work with now are ones that have withdrawn from any physical activity until they hit a certain age where they went, oh, I'm a bit fat, I need to do exercise to get thinner. And they've lost the joy of moving their body and that tends to happen at a certain teenage age kind of bracket. And the things that come up on social media, like you said, are giving that message so often of the body perfection of looking and performing a certain way for the sake of being seen rather than do these activities so that you feel different mm. that's just not coming through in the messaging and for me that my passion for this all girls can is not to wait until women are in their 30s 40s and then rehabilitate them into enjoying their bodies but to catch younger girls while they're going through this and say you know what you do this now, stay connected to your body, find a way to move that you love moving so that you don't lose the connection with yourself. Yeah. And that's really, uh, the, that's where my passion for this All Girls Can comes from. I mean, I'm not a runner at all, so why am I doing a running group for teenage girls? Because I see the benefit in it. It's an easy activity to do. You can just go out, and if you can't run, then you walk. You move your body, you connect with the earth, you get yourself breathing harder, using all of your body to engage in a physical activity and so I do see the benefit of running I haven't liked it because in my view running was always competitive and achieve and do and show that you're fast but what we want to bring to teenage girls is I think of running as a way to just engage a feeling of being physical and enjoying being physical yeah just moving more because yeah. you don't have to be the fastest or the strongest or the 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 thinnest or the tallest or it, it doesn't really matter we can all move and our bodies are absolutely amazing things and I know that there are lots of people out there who don't believe that they don't think that they've probably got the opposite of that in their mind got really negative body image and yeah, too it, many people have too that. many people and you don't need to there's no reason our bodies can achieve way more than any of us think way 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 more um and you get so much enjoyment out of it. There's lots of people will separate body and mind in the way that they conceptualise things, but it is the you know they don't work without the other one. That seems like a sort of duh thing to say, <laughs> but it, people seem to separate it somehow. Intimately connected, and and we're trying to make sure that people know how they're connected and know how they help each other. Um, Absolutely, school does that, doesn't it? It says here's your academic stuff, use your brain for the subject and that subject, and they split the subject, and they go, and now P is for your body. And it's like, no, it's all the same thing. Yeah. I mean, have you seen those schools in the States where the kids actually learn by moving and dancing as they're repeating stuff, as they're engaging? Uh, it's amazing. They have to do maths classes, and they're up and they're standing, they're doing rhymes, using music. Yeah. It's like a whole body experience. Now that is that connection of mind and body and the essence of who we are, it, it almost being expressed through our physical. Yeah, and there are studies that show that you... You you have greater attention. You can focus more. You you can if you start the exercise habit early, then those children seem to academically achieve more. Not that that's the goal at all, but it kind of just shows how it changes your brain. There are other studies that show that there's a part of your brain that actually grows if you exercise at the right intensity regularly enough. Um, 
and it has the same impact or works the same way in your brain. They don't they haven't figured out exactly why this happens, but in the same way as antidepressants. So there are people that use running as an antidepressant. It's not a cure for things, but it can make you stronger, can make you happier. Um, and hey, look, you can get outside and see the world. We can all be stuck inside on our phones, watching the TV, whatever. You're in school a lot. Um, get outside, breathe some air, have a look around you. Take in some of the world because it looks a lot different than you imagine it most of the time. Absolutely. And unfortunately, what tends to happen with any kind of illness, whether it be mental or physical, and once it's categorized as illness, we're looking for a cure. And medicine and uh, health is actually about doing stuff that keeps longevity and uh, good health going rather than waiting for something to be wrong to then have to fix it. And so our ethos really for the All Girls Can is not to uh, ask parents to allow their girls to join this program or join this program with their, their young girls to say, right, we're going to help them and cure them now, but to say, put this practice and this habit in place so that they're appreciating them when they don't get to those points of having to pull themselves back out from that black cloud or that black dog that's following them around so they can live like wholly embracing all of who they are. And that's the idea is not waiting to have to cure something. But like Leah was saying, put those patterns and those habits in place that say, this is how you keep longevity of health throughout your teenage years, in your early adult years, when you suddenly stop having to do activity of school, go to university, you get static, you get an office job or some kind of job where you're much more static. If you've got these practices in place, you're more likely to stay engaged with life at a higher level rather than sinking down into, oh, I have no energy. I need more caffeine. Oh, hang on, that's Leo right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's not about me. I'm not in the target age group by some considerable distance. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, my, my journey into running, I know lots of people that use running to keep them on an even keel. I mean, you could say for better mental health, but, you know, they're never diagnosed with mental health problems as such they just know that running makes them happier I know for me I need I need to get out I need to get out and do something aerobic something physical if, if I'm not doing that then my mood tends to slide or I, you know I get a bit itchy feet and as you can tell I'm you know I'm not a person that's I'm not an effervescent fireworks sort of a person I, I stay on much of a level but I know that that level internally drops if I'm not exercising. And I think there, who knows, I suspect there are lots of people who have their own version of that. And I really want to help give people the tools to make them more resilient so that they, you can be happier, basically, move and be happier. And it, there, aren't, there aren't goals. We don't, there's not a 5K, it's not a couch to 5K, it's not a marathon training plan. It's, it's about regular exercise, movement, and having some fun with it, enjoying yourself, enjoying the company of others while you do it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of figuring out why the movement is important to each person. Because like you said, Leah, you're quite level and you need the running to kind of bring your energy up and to set you at a level that works for you. Whereas I'm probably the opposite. I'm very sparky. I, brrr, everything's up in the air for me. Ideas, bruh, 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 buzz, buzz, buzz. And for me to do a practice like walking or running that in my mind goes, oh God, that's tedious, it's repetitive. Why would I want to do the same thing over and over? But that grounds me. That pulls me back into something myself with that repetition of movement that allows me to feel who I am inside my physical 
allows me to experience my body on a repetitive state that then pulls me back into myself rather than me being pulled pulled apart and the ideas and the flowing it, it gives me an anchor point mm. so the difference for me is that and everybody that comes and does or all girls can whether your parent or young girl um, it will experience running for themselves rather than us going now you like Leo said now you achieve 5k or you get faster this is a case of use this movement and see what you learn about yourself yeah and that that anchor point is interesting because um in meditation there's always the anchor and they take you back to the breath and there are parallels with running one once you and walking you know it's one step at a time and if you if you can just sort of semi-focus on that and feel that it's the same sort of thing um and it does it sounds just like a simple thing we do it without thinking but if you if you half put your focus on it it just does it does amazing things for you i wish i could explain why that happens but um well that's what this podcast is going to be about is what we discover in the journey of running this group um how something like running or physical exercise affects anxiety depression what the experts are saying at the moment what the research is as well as the effect of being outdoors on your mental health as well as uh, things like sleep nutrition we're going to talk all around that through this podcast and bring in the elements of what we call holistic lifestyle which is an overused term but all the aspects of the human being how that plays into whole me- whole health not just mental or physical health but the holistic health model and that's the idea of doing this podcast is to continue to share that message and share resources and create a community of like-minded thinkers so that the world does change and young girls do feel included in physical activity rather than excluded at a certain point because of what they're struggling with. Absolutely. So we probably, we, we've been waffling on for quite a long time now and we haven't... 13 act- minutes is not a long time. And actually we <laughs> haven't told anybody what exactly it is we're doing. But we're very interesting though, aren't we? <laughs> of course we are. I hope so, otherwise there's no one left listening. <laughs> well, I think we're interesting. <laughs> I'll listen to this over and over again. <laughs> so... Why don't you explain, because the first point, the kind of fun intro to this will be some movement games and trying to make people feel at home, and that's kind of in your wheelhouse, so why don't you shoot with that? Absolutely. So my ethos for the last five, six years around fitness and movement has been bringing playfulness into movement, because the the concept of play, which most people go, ooh, that's for children, and even teenagers start to get, ooh, that's a bit embarrassing, I don't want to do that. But the concept of play is that you create an activity where there's no consequence, but there's connection of movement, creative thinking, um, outcomes that you kind of need to achieve, but not in a, in a competitive way. Um, and then creating like something that makes you laugh, that makes you think there's no boundary here, but there is a boundary and I can engage with this. And it makes you feel a, a joy inside you, so playfulness. And what play does is it... Uh, allows lots of centers of the brain to work at the same time uh, without them switching off. So usually in the brain you have this little thing called your amygdala, which is a threat center. And when that fires off, uh, all the other centers of the brain shut down and your body goes into flight, fright, or freeze. Into the three stress responses, which are fight, flight, freeze. have to say that. Get there in the end, we'll get there. Crikey. Luckily, we've got time, it's fine, because it's our recording, we do what we want. We'll edit that out if we ever learn how to. (laughs) Not this time. So the idea of playfulness means that you create enough of a threat that people have to respond to it, the amygdala kicks off, but because there's no threat of death, because you know it's a playful situation, 
The cerebellum, the prefrontal cortex, the limbic system, they all keep working and allow you to draw on past experiences and allow your emotions to be involved, allow you to use your logic and your creative thinking to achieve an outcome, as well as your cerebellum, which is your motor control of your brain, allows you to um, engage in physical movement. Now, if you've obviously gone to fight, flight or freeze, well you've either gone into <laughs> tensing up to fight, you're completely frozen, can't move, or you're wanting to run away. With playfulness allows that amygdala to kick off going, oh, there's something that's a danger to me, but it's not dangerous, it's kind of funny. So that part of the brain's kicking off. And you can actually engage, though, in a way to find a solution. Because if the solution doesn't work, if it's playful, you just try again. There's no consequence. So what, are the, what sort of games are they? How, how, how do you make it fun? How do you make it fun? The idea is to get people physically moving. That's always the first outcome. The second outcome is to get them connecting with each other. So they have to rely on each other in some way to achieve the outcome. And then also to have a start and an end point. Because if there's no start and end, then they're just like, oh, okay, I'm bored now. And by doing that, you can either be doing things like ball games, getting balls from one goal to another, uh, having to be attached to a partner at the same time, um, and doing it any old way you like. So then you start adding, now, do that like a rock star, or do that like a duck. So you add different aspects of movement. So it could be it could be game it could just be versions of tag for instance. That's usually one of the best ways to warm up for running, yes, because you're starting to do faster movements without the th thinking, oh, I'm running now. What am I doing? This is boring. And you're also getting the body to move quicker without having to think, now I'm doing a squat or now I'm doing running. It's going, I need to get from this point to that point, and your body finds a way to do it. And if it's yeah. fun and you're laughing at the same time, then the threat of that movement causing you any harm is usually taken away. That's it. And unfortunately, fortunately, in the teenage brain, because um, it is very different to the adult brain, what's happening almost all the time is the amygdala in girls and boys is growing testosterone receptors. So the brain is learning to sense threat much quicker and so they usually are quite switched on in their amygdala all the time nearly and so that to get them into a thing where they can discover that actually when I feel that <gasps> threat sensation if I make this into playfulness or find a way that I like doing it then I'm going to always have coping strategies and that's the idea of adding games into like the warm-ups for this running group adding games into little pieces of it so so when we take the girls out running <coughs> when Leo takes the girls out running <laughs> We're all walk running. The idea is to put a playful intention behind it or create a conversation that's like light-hearted so it doesn't become a, oh, here we go, we're doing this exercise. It becomes a, oh, this is fun, what's going to happen now? And that will also be determined by how the group interacts with each other yep. and also what setting we're using, where we're doing it, the weather. But that's the, uh, the joy of being playful in everything you do movement-wise is that you adapt to your environment and you yep. make the joyful most of everything you're using. Yeah. So our job will be to help people connect, to make people feel at home, comfortable, safe. We're going to choose. We'll only run these courses when we've got a nice base where people can go. They're not going to feel too much looked upon. There's certainly no room for judgment of others. Um, and obviously Ruth will make everyone laugh all the time. Okay, maybe not. Um, and Leah will just roll his <laughs> eyes at me again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Much like my teenage daughter does, so I'm yeah, used to this. And mine, every time I crack one of my rubbish jokes, so that's why I'll keep them to myself. Everybody needs a dad joke. <laughs> um, some of the other topics uh, we'll bring up, we'll hopefully you know, uh, go with the flow, but there are different co coping mechanisms, that's probably a bit dramatic, but you know, strategies for reacting to things and how you can get through situations uh, with a little less 
irritation, frustration, pain, anger, embarrassment, whatever it is. Um, and it's important we can talk about those things and what makes you feel good and how you can concentrate on getting more of that, feeling better about yourself. Because we, we want people, we want the, the girls on the course to gain in confidence both from what they can find out that their bodies achieve through walking and running and playing games and also through the way that they kind of the prism that they look at life through because um, we can choose that the, the brain <laughs> exercising the brain in different ways will make it stronger and uh, more resilient for you so they're our aims they're quite they're quite lofty they're you know but it's a big it's a big go issue. Big or go home. A, yeah. <laughs> and we're not going home. No, we're not. <laughs> but we, I think we both feel passionately about this and we want to make a difference. So, our ultimate goal is for this to spread far and wide, um, not for our benefit at all, but so that everybody else can benefit. So, we're, we're trying to kick this off. Um, we want to spread the word that movement regular movement helps regular movement builds resilience and if anyone takes anything away from this and tells anybody about it that's what i would like them to talk about how you you exercise a bit more in a safe space with with like-minded people and you can get stronger and enjoy your life more yeah. and that's the goal we're looking to kind of launch um the initial groups around six to eight week kind of programs we do actually have themes for each week that take the participants on a journey of self-discovery physically mentally emotionally and the age the younger age groups about 12 to 16 years old we're inviting mums and daughters to come to or dads and daughters to come and do that together uh, obviously for the sake of parents what you model for your children is what they will end up doing so if you're just sending your kids off to ask for physical activities and not getting involved that's actually giving your kids a message that once I'm an adult, that's what life will be with. If you're getting involved with them, it's a great way to for both of you to be benefiting, but also reconnecting. Um, and then we also are plans all over the place, looking at doing a maybe 16 to 19 year old group that's aimed more at kind of college university uh, mindset uh, issues, because between 12 to 19, there's a lot of there's a big range of different issues that girls come across, and so splitting it like that. It'll be more, because I know my 16-year-old daughter, she would not want to do this with me. Mm -mm, it's not going to happen. Whereas when she was 12, she probably would have done it with me. So it's we're creating different opportunities for people to engage with this ethos of run for mental health, really. Yeah, and encouraging. Certainly, it doesn't just have to be mums or dads. You bring along a friend, bring yeah. along a, an aunt, a cousin, um, you know, your, your mate the waitress in in the cafe that you go to for your coffee every whatever it is somebody that's going to go through commit with you um wants to get the benefits themselves um and make you both feel comfortable because it can be a bit awkward at first when you go into those situations mm -hmm. we'll do everything we can to make everybody feel at home and to get rid of that awkwardness yeah, it's um, nice to have somebody there on the first few that yeah. you can talk to or if you can bring with. a basically bring a mate someone you can rely on someone who's got your back yeah. um and yeah have some fun together that's the idea and leo is gradually convincing me that running might actually be fun yeah yeah so along with this journey ruth is going to run uh 26 marathons in 26 days aren't you <laughs> 2024, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Anything's doable. Anything's doable. Just have to set my mind to it and 
get the body following along or yeah. the other way around, get the body to it, get the mind to keep up. That's probably more likely for me. We just need to join them all up, don't we? <laughs> Correct. Join the dots. Join the dots. So <laughs> spread the word, um, movement, uh, thinking and working together will help you get stronger. Let's get doing it in groups. Let's spread the word. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Creating community, creating connection between people so that we don't feel isolated. We aren't struggling with mental health stuff on our own because that is all too often what happens with mental health. And even though I'm going to sound cheesy saying this, it's on a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, and uh, they are from the US, and they often end up saying, you know, whatever, however you feel, whatever you look at, you, you are enough. Absolutely. As you are. That's a good point to make, cheesy or not. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all awesome. Let's go and be awesome together. Absolutely. Welcome to the All Girls Can podcast. I'm Ruth Priscilla. And I'm Leo Spall. And we're here to talk about the fact that all girls can move their bodies in ways that make them feel amazing. They get stronger, they get tougher, they get more resilient and they can deal with life much better because life can be blooming tough at times. A big up for girls' confidence. Let's go.